click. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Jeff and Casey Show. Hello, and welcome to the Jeff and Casey Show. You know, I didn't even think about the fact that stay <laughs> home, stay healthy means we won't have a mega timer. Yeah, that's right. This is a Corona cast. Yes, it is. I am in California. Casey's in Seattle. What could possibly and, go wrong? But listen, other podcasts, you would think that's going to sound terrible because they're recording the Zoom or something. No, yeah. not here on the Jeff and Casey show. Here on the Jeff and Casey show, we are recording a separate stream locally, and then you're going to mix it back in somehow at the end of this with Reaper. Yeah. We didn't do a... Uh, a click or something. We didn't do so, a test run. There is no test run. No, there's no going back. <laughs> Worst case, you do get the Discord recording. Yes. And then you're hating life. Yes. And then it sounds yeah. like, for lack of a better analogy, a prof- modern professional news program, which these days, like, they're always like, let's go to such and such who's in California. It's like somebody who's calling in. And it's like the crappiest webcam footage from their home yeah. office. It like, it's, 10 seconds delayed. It's nuts. Well, it's, it's, you know, I remember when I had a really big home uh, theater set up and I was like, oh, this sounds great. The idea of Netflix when it came out, I was like, that's fucking terrible. Yeah. Look how low res it is yeah. and all that. Yeah. Now I don't notice that. So the next <laughs> stage is not noticing, yeah. you know, Zoom level recording streams yes. where it's just like, oh, it's. People are on top of each other and all that. Oh, so. yeah. Oh, yeah. And, like, yeah. giant stutters and, like, you know, fractional video where, like, only some of the blocks came in. It's like, that's fine. That's just, yeah, that's just how it is. Yeah, we're used to it now. Yeah. Yeah. The, the new big blockbuster. It's like the next Star Wars film. There's just crap all over the screen and artifacts. Yeah, yeah. And, they're like, I don't know. Yeah, the next Bink should just, like, automatically just make, just <laughs> go to, like, no data rate because who cares anymore? Yes. Because everybody's like, oh, well, I'm looking at the file sizes. I'm like, oh, our file sizes are, oh, it's 100K for this two-hour video. But it looks like crap. And everyone will be like, oh, okay. Yeah, Yeah. that's good enough. You don't notice. So, Jeff, I think here's the thing. Yeah. I'm sure that everyone would love to hear us talk about the coronavirus. And Well, that's how good this podcast is. Yes. We can tell this story of like. I was like, we can do a podcast, but like every Zoom I have with people degenerates into just talking about the how you're managing. Yes, exactly. And nobody wants to hear that. It's never good. And you actually, a lot of my Zooms, I feel like tired after because I'm like, (laughs) now I have their weight and mine on my shoulders. And like, I didn't need that. So I was think just sitting around. I was like, you know, what would be a good thing to podcast about there's we've got so many dog poop links yeah that's, that that's definitely point. on the table yeah. but then i was like you know what we should do yes is and i didn't even tell you this i was no. like we have to do sequest absolutely i mean it <laughs> and just, then the it next so day obvious. you emailed me and said yes. what do you think about doing a sequest yes. so that's how good this podcast quality is ladies and gentlemen we're in sync yeah. we're completely in yeah. sync we can't actually even really see each other except through this crappy discord video but right. we are we are in more sync in mentally. sync than this discord stream is yes and here's the thing the way that you know that it was meant to be that not only did jeff think of it and I thought of it separately. But actually, the entire time, even since like the beginning of when we were covering Sequests on the Jeff and Casey show, 
you had brought up the fact that you had read somewhere or heard that, like, at some point they just discover aliens for some reason. Like, you yeah. you said that. So the whole time we've been, like, waiting to get to the episode where that was the case. And I look to see what the next episode is after the one we covered. The last one we covered was called Abalon on the Jeff and Casey show. I right. look what the next one is, and it's the alien episode. We're That's on what the it's, aliens. It's, we're on the aliens. Now, after watching this one, I am kind of curious if we're going back into the ocean for like three or four. Because yeah, we'll get to this, but yeah. there is a we discovered aliens, and it does really feel like oh, guys, nobody. Yeah, our focus groups are saying they are sick of the fucking submarine. Yeah, no yeah. one gives a fuck. Yes, and then they were like, "We'll get them into space." Somehow. Yes, 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 absolutely. And this is how they how they lay the groundwork under the ocean. Well, the problem, um, as I see it, is that nobody really thought it through when they started this series. Because you're like, look, what are you trying to do here? And they're like, well, we're trying to do Star Trek, and we're, but we're going to do it underwater. And we're like, so you know that the way Star Trek works, right, is they go to like a new planet every time. Like that's yeah. how it works. Like if Star right. Trek was just standing around, it'd be On like the ship. It would be like Deep time. Space Nine. And that's a completely different show. Like you have yeah. to go watch that show not star trek if you wanted to understand this because and i don't even know if dc D- was even on at that point so yeah. they're like trying to do star trek without the thing that makes it work which is you go to a new place every time and so i feel like they were just after a while the writers probably realized like there's no there's nothing to go to under you just it's just more water it's like the cap is going to be like tell us what you see out there well we're underwater still sir next episode i mean well, that's it the best there's this is a really shitty episode. I it, it's not as hysterical as the last one. No, but it's, it's not bad. as ridiculous. But the the real winner for me yeah. was uh Bob Ballard at the end who's oh, like No, wait, you got to save that. You got to yeah, save okay. that. Like cuz that to that me That poor bastard. The entire time my whole the whole time I was like if Bob Ballard <laughs> has to get up at the end of this episode like he always does and say something scientific I am. I feel for the man. I feel. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I felt for him too. Well, let's just get right into it here. Okay. This episode is called "Such Great Patience." Right. That's what it's called, and it opens in the Kuril Trench, which is right. I wrote the Kuril Trench. It says it's one thousand miles uh, off the coast of Japan, northeast. Yeah. It said. Now I will say, there's a lot of like. Explorer versus soldier stuff that yes. happens in this episode. Yes. And and they always refer to the soldiers as the ones in uniform. Even yes. Even though the other ones are in a blue jumpsuit. Everyone's in and, uniform. And the other one's in a – Yeah. However, oddly, and I don't know what the deal is with the doctor or yes. the psych – You know the woman yes. who – I think she's the doctor. She's the doctor. She's a ship's doctor. She's a ship's doctor. She is head-to-toe – in denim. She looks like she came right from <laughs> Phoenix, Arizona. No insignia. She's yep. just in a denim shirt tucked into like a denim yep. mom jean. Yep, yep. No explanation why she gets to wear normal clothes. Lucas kind of wears some hip yeah. clothes that yep. are from the future. Yeah. She is literally yeah. just like a 1990s mom. Yes. Here she is. She yep. came on stage. And I she had to be in her contract because no one else dresses like that. Everyone else is in a jumpsuit. Well, and Lucas is usually in like a Cubs jersey 
or something. Like he's usually wearing something <laughs> like uh, that doesn't make any sense. You're like, why are you wearing a Cubs jersey? A jersey on a submarine? Uh, doesn't yeah. matter. But the point is, this is it, it, we begin five miles down at the bottom of the ocean right. in a trench, and like Jeff said, we are we. As writers, I guess they have seen the abyss because that was 1989. And so in their head was like, maybe it would be good if there was some kind of military versus scientist plot to discovering aliens underwater. So, because that's right. the last movie they saw where people discovered aliens underwater, right? <laughs> like, that's the last it's one they the only other one. It's the only <laughs> other one there is. That's because it. Because aliens aren't underwater. They're in outer yeah, space. Yeah. Okay. Um, things underwater are called fish. <laughs> Right. Aliens is when it comes from the sky. There's a good moment about that we're going to talk about for a long time. All right. So what the Sequest is doing down in this five-mile deep trench, we are told, is there is a 9.2 magnitude earthquake, which, fortunately for the world, apparently caused literally zero tsunami. There is no No, mention of any natural disaster associated with this 9.2 magnitude earthquake. It just happened. And the gigantic amount of water that I would assume would be displaced by this was uninteresting, apparently. Just sloshed around like an old man in a tub. Who knows? I am not a geologist. Maybe this is actually possible. I have no idea. But we immediately start the plot rolling by focusing on a character who I... Maybe it's just I don't remember enough sequest because we only see this every so often for the podcast. But it is someone I have literally never heard of or seen before named Mr. Shan. <laughs> and they immediately say, Mr. Shan has a headache. Oh, <laughs> Mr. right. Mr. Shan has yeah, a headache. Yeah, right. I didn't realize that was his name. Yes. So There's the, a lot of headache. There's a lot of discussion of so headaches. This is amazing because right off the bat, the first thing after this 9.2 magnitude earthquake is Mr. Shan says, I have a headache. And Bridger, who, as we all know, is the consummate captain, goes, that's the fifth one that's been reported today. Because yeah. he, because he's keeping track. Like, like headaches report directly to the captain on this ship. Yeah, that's the first thing you do yes. when you get your two pills and a glass of water <laughs> is you go to the captain <laughs> yes. and tell him yes. you had a headache. Yes. Well, this guy was driving the ship or something, yes. and he had to be like, oh, I can't do it. It was yeah. not well acted. It's really good. Um, but he can't – he's got a headache and he gets relieved by somebody. Yeah. So Bridger's keeping – Bridger's having all headaches report directly to him. Right. And we also find out that the star – Maybe this is in the future. So maybe after Corona, from now on, every single oh, medical case goes on some little – board just yep. like the corona trackers yep, the yep. headache tracker yep we just have it for everything now and that's just how it is absolutely so, well, life here's the other interesting thing about this like if you back propagate it to the rest of the show this just means there's never been a day where five people on the sequest had a headache right like Not that once. wow like you right. know the future huh five people like have a headache boy this is <laughs> This is crazy. Remember that day 10 people got diarrhea? That was nuts. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad it's not that day again. Oh my like, God. Captain, yeah. you've got other shit to do. So after we find out that the headaches are being tracked by the captain himself, and yeah. five, five is well above the threshold of reports to captain. So we don't wait till like 10 headaches. No. You know, two or three was enough. We have uh, information that the star of the show, which is Darwin the Dolphin, right. has been hearing voices. And now, can we pause here for a we second? We certainly can. I don't remember 
uh, him, he is just talking English now. Oh, yeah, yeah. In a crazy voice. Mm-hmm. And I just sort of remembered there was like he'd squeak and then there'd be a translation. But I may be misremembering this. Now he's just like, fire cloud. And that's, then, and, that's and how the it captain's was. like, rushes to the tank. Yeah. Because now there's a... There's a swimming pool on the bridge yeah. so that I don't know when Darwin was allowed on the bridge because it seems unnecessary to have the thing that you're working on communication. He just has he's like Spock in the corner. He can swim right up in a tube. That's right. And be on the bridge with him. Yeah, I don't remember that. So a couple different things. One is I'm pretty sure that even since the first episode, yeah, the do- the dolphin was like a flipper for this show and it could talk through its vocoder like that's the thing and it always talks in stupid sentences that are like fragmented english so here's my question it is a there is a machine translating dolphin squeaks into that right correct so we don't hear the squeaking anymore no so that just happens (laughs) apparently no but the vocoder they've got it's not like stephen hawking right it's like really high pitched yes he's got like a crazy like I see yes. firestorm. Why yes. firestorm? Yes. Luminance. Yeah. And then he's like, I tried to find the people words. Yes. And I'm like, I don't remember him talking like a weird. He does. You're just you've just blocked it out because it's so right. ridiculous. Like, if you had any, if you were trying to make a science fiction show and you wanted a dolphin to talk, okay. Yeah. What is happening with the vocabulary? Like even like right. trained <laughs> like trained monkeys or chimpanzees, I don't know what the smartest primate is. It's not like it has a 30,000 word like Burroughs-esque vocabulary. Like it's not right. using words that are super sophisticated. It's just right. like, you know, plant food go or something. Like it's right. not like um luminescence it, isn't right. going to be one of the things that bothers or to something, learn. right? It's not yeah. it whatever. But anyway, Darwin can move throughout the sequest because, for whatever reason, someone who made this show said, we want to make sure the dolphin character can be there at all times. So there's just tubes throughout the sequest (laughs) that the the dolphin can swim through. This was apparently like something they engineered. I really would like Bridger to be going over the books and be looking through this. And he's like, Jesus, half of our thing is like tube maintenance. It's how many people are on this ship just cleaning yeah. the dolphin tube? Tank, yeah. Like, maybe we could keep him down in the in the dock bay. Well, the best part is, like, there's some number of corridors for humans, and there's, like, 150 humans or something on the ship. There's yeah. a, like, basically the same number of dolphin conduits for one dolphin. dolphin there isn't, right. like, a dolphin crew, right? <laughs> right there's right. just that one. And they're like, well, we got to make sure he can get everywhere because right. of the zero functions he performs on this ship. Anyway. I hope there's weird little elevators for him too, where he like <laughs> swims up and nudges like a button, like the locks. opens, gets yeah. in, it closes, and then it goes up and yeah. he swims out. All right. Oh. Okay. So they see this earthquake, and there is a big fault line under the ground, under the ocean. Yes. And they're looking at it, and they are impressed. Somehow, yes. Bridger's like, "It's nine hundred million years. I right. can, or nine hundred thousand years. Yes. I can tell instantly." Yes. It's Bridger so is like is like an expert geologist at this point, and at, it's at this point in the show. It's not very far, or maybe five ten minutes into the show, that I realize something, or I'm pretty sure I realize something, and that is that somebody has spent a lot more money on this episode than they normally do. So 
the cameras are real cameras, which they almost never are. Like, if you yeah. go look at the previous shows, there's no depth of field. There's no, right. like, focus pull. Like, you're not, there's no, like, really, like, cinematography happening. On this one, there is. Like, there's actual yeah. shooting. And the score is, like, continuous. Like, someone scored the whole episode. Whole I looked thing. it up. It was I John see. Debney. So I'm like... Maybe this is the this will save us or not episode. Yes. I am, yeah. So I am so sure that they're like, look, we're going to take this thing into space. Like, go ask Steven if he can front us another million dollars for this one, right? Because, like, right. we're going to try to actually make a good episode here. I mean, so, Bridger's makeup is still so tan yeah. and brown and thick. <laughs> yes. that They haven't got the Schneider... The good makeup people. They just cake it on. Yes. He's so brown that they're... You know how your yeah. skin has a color and your lips have a yeah. color? Yeah. His is just all brown, red, burnt. Yeah. It's all the same look. So I guess what I would say is to the to the people at home listening to this <laughs> who maybe have never seen Sequest DSV and just don't want to bother opening up like a video player to see it, if you've ever gone to an authentic Chinese restaurant and ordered Peking duck, yes. just imagine <laughs> that skin, color. that crispy skin that you get yeah. at a, like a really good Peking duck. It is. It looks like that is what is on his face. Yeah, there's an oily catcher's mitt. It's yep. exactly. All right. So anyway, um, <clears throat> they are looking at this, uh, and and we don't. There was a lot cut from this episode. You could tell it was edited down. Yeah. So they basically, like, really quickly, five, ten minutes in, this, they look at this trench and they're like, oh, my God, it's a spaceship. And Well, they, there's this really bad acted earthquake yeah. where they all yeah. do the thing like Star Trek thing, but worse somehow. And also, it, I don't know how that works in water the same way, but, like, anyway, they're all knows? shaken. Who knows? And then, and then um, they're like, what is it? And they look out and, and it's... It wasn't like it uncovered a halfway buried ship. It's yeah. now just a ship in front of them. Yeah. And they're like, what the fuck? And they're all freaking yeah. out. And right? they don't go like, wow, is that like the wreckage of something? Or what is that thing? They immediately just go, it looks it's like some kind of ship, ship. A spaceship. They spaceship. immediately say yes. spaceship. They're like, well, we found it underwater, so it must be a spaceship. Now, cut to commercial break. We come back from commercial break and literally the locator, like the thing that comes up at the bottom to tell the audience where you are, says near the surface, directly above the alien ship. In ship. <laughs> it just says alien ship. They don't even, they're like, look, the right, it says here in the script, aliens, alien ship. I'm yeah. reading it right here. So I typed it in and that's what it says. Yeah. I liked their, their on screen. Sean and I have talked about this before. It doesn't bother him as much. As it bothers me when they have an on-screen graphic where they describe the graphic in terms of uh, things that are in the world but that are for you. So yes. it'll be like top secret location. Right. And I'm like, well, it doesn't need to say that. Who are you yes. keeping it secret for? Yes. Yes. The bad guys aren't watching this movie and exactly. fast forward. It yes. makes no sense. It yes. bugs the shit out of me. Sean's like, that's just okay. But anyway, continue. There's one of those. So the, the, I don't even know why I'm going off on this tangent, but I love Blade Runner. I'm a huge fan of Blade Runner, I will say. Yeah. There's only really one thing in that entire movie that bugs me. And it is literally what you just said. There is a scene <laughs> where the, like, grizzly old, like, detective chief guy 
is telling Decker about the replicants that have escaped and are now okay. on Earth. Literally zero information that is exchanged is not 100% just for storytelling purposes to the audience. Like, the phraseology used is literally like you were reading it in a <laughs> book. It's like, like there's a phrase, talk about Beauty and the Beast, she's both, or something like this, or like, or I don't, I don't even yeah. know. It's like it's weird. Like it's got all the stuff in it, and I hate that stuff. I'm, I'm with you on that. I, I, apologies to Sean I if he's fine. Yeah. I just say what the person in the thing would say. Don't say what you, what you to me. <laughs> I'm not here. I'm watching. Right. I'm a voyeur yeah. here. I don't want. I'm, I'm, I'm voyeuristically looking into your creepy bedroom. Don't acknowledge me. Right. Yeah, like, and and I'm actually okay with like. Like I, I like when people play with that. It's just in that uncanny valley for me yes. where you're like, wait, it's for me. Right. So you're not, yeah. but you're not disclosing. Like, yeah. I like, I don't know, what's that movie rundown or whatever where there's a big fight scene and in the middle they start showing like a bar fight scene. They just start showing like, you know, NBA or uh, NFL video game stat kind of like oh, a line okay. comes out and it tells them <laughs> stuff. Like, and if you lean into that stuff, I think it's fine. Sure. But this like, where you're yeah. just like, oh, I'm just, yeah, yeah. okay, I'm teleporting you here. I know where it's at anyway. Yeah. I don't yeah. need to, look, it looks like, yeah, fuck yeah. it. Yeah. It's, All right, uh, anyway, I think now, so they see it, they figure it out. They also start getting more headaches, so it's a full Cuba situation where everybody. No, it's, it's literally it's, like no no time has elapsed in the show since we went to commercial break. We come back, it says near the surface, directly above the alien ship. So they've already it's already been decided, yeah. audience, it's an alien ship. We're not gonna tell you how, it just was decided. And then they immediately say, right after that, we're convinced now that the sound coming from the alien ship is giving the crew headaches. So yeah. we have no idea how they determined that either. But they've all of this stuff has just been established. So just take it from us. It is. It's as how it's going. Now Bridger is on the phone, on the video phone. Yeah. And mind you, remember, we have two phones in Sequest DSV. We don't know why. There's the hollow phone, yeah. the misty hollow phone, yeah. and the regular video phone. And we, I don't know when you get to be on one or the other, but this is the regular video phone that we're right. on. Right, so it's right not here. the grainy-looking one. It's not yeah. the fancy three-dimensional yeah, hollow, one or hologram. So they're on the regular phone, and Bridger is on... I don't know how to identify generals by their badges. I don't know enough about like military history. But it's like it's a high-up general, like a four-star, three-star general. He's got like, some shit. Yeah. He's, got, he's decorated like, you know, uh, some kind of a like Manuel Noriega. Am I getting the right <laughs> reference there? Like one of those, yeah, those like dictatorial leaders with yeah. all of the ba- badges, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's someone who has all of the rank. And he is talking to Bridger about Bridger's relationship to the kid. To, to Lucas, the child, Lucas. To the child. Because yeah. the four-star general is, like, intimately familiar with their banter, apparently. Well, I imagine they cut into the conversation after they covered the five headaches. And then they were like, yeah. so let's talk about the kid on the bridge yeah. all the time. Right? And the, and the four-star general is like, he plays you like a drum. Like, yeah. they've been hanging out, and, like, he didn't like how the kid was treating Bridger and yeah. just wanted to have a little intervention with him and say, hey, Bridger, you're not – that kid's really taking advantage of you, man. Uh, right. Really? No, I think he's a good kid. It's like, you can't see it. You're well, too close like to it. it's like when – when a friend of your girlfriend kind of bad talks exactly. you so he can slide in there, he okay. wants to be the kid. Oh. He's just like, I wish I could just be on that ship and hang out. <laughs> but he can't, man, because Lucas is better at it. So you're saying that the four-star general was, was more just trying like to going, break him up. 
you, yeah, you know, Lucas, he doesn't treat you right, you know, like, not like you and I, man, like, we're yeah. best buds, you know, I got your back, Bridger, why he's don't you nice come up to the general. surface? Okay. He's just a nice guy, General. So he does. He does mention that Lucas doesn't have clearance, right? And I, I oh, don't know yeah. when the clearance entered into it. The kid's been driving around with a dolphin shitting through the tubes all the time. He's like, "All right, we're just." Well, in the last now ep- it's an okay because he got a spaceship. He in can't the last see that. episode, he got pulled over by the by the sea police. I don't know if you remember. Oh, that's he, right. <laughs> he was like sea speeding, or right? Something. We went from literally like we literally went from family ties underwater in the last episode to like the abyss in this one, yeah. and neither were done well. So yeah. we now have a scene that is I wrote the only way I could really describe it was it was like if you were trying to be like Michael Bay and Barry Sonnenfeld at the same time. It was like a <laughs> we're gearing up to get all of our crap like onto the launch to go to the right. like there's checklists and and guns and boxes people running on and off camera and off. carrying boxes but at the people same time people are getting kicked off the ship who yes. can't who don't have clearance people, and all the uh, guns coming on yeah but then Bridger and Lucas have a little like Banter. character moment like a cute little character moment and somehow this is happening the Lucas stuff, by the way, comes back not at all. Like, yeah. it is not involved in the episode in any way that I could see. So it was yeah. just it was just in here for some reason. Scott shows up at this point. Yeah, now I wrote Scott too. And the reason why... It's just Scott. I kept being like, what's this guy's name? Yeah. All I have is Scott. They call yeah. him Scott. Scott. One time they call him Captain Scott. I still don't yeah. know... You know how captains are always referred to by their first name? It's like, oh, oh okay. Captain Benny is my fisherman's guy. Okay, okay. I don't know if Scott's his first name or not. I wrote just Scott in quotes yeah. on my piece of paper here. Yeah. It Scott re- it, comes aboard. It felt really awkward, as at least as the audience, because this character who I don't think I've ever seen before, but again, it might just be because I it's been so long since we watched the Sequest. Yeah. But this character who I don't remember at all comes yeah. on and everyone's everybody knows him. Everyone knows Scott. It's like, it's like you're the one person at the party when Scott comes in and you don't know Scott and everybody so, else is like, Hey Scott, my man. Yeah. Oh, Scott. Hey, we were at the, the Dodgers the game Scott? this week. Now, oh, Scott, just, it's so good to see you. Hey Scott, what's up? And it's like, you're just there like, Oh, should I, how did I not know Scott? I've never been invited anything with Scott before. Well, So here's my thing. So here's exactly the feeling it triggered in me. Yeah. Which is, you know, the whole Berenstain bear thing where people were like remember Berenstein oh, Bear or Berenstein yes. Bear, yes, and like oh, and and yeah. like something happened and people have collective bad memory yeah. or whatever, yeah, or the universe split and half us, half of us, uh, totally possible. Okay, so I had another thing with that recently, which is we were watching um, what's that singing show? American Idol. Okay, and American Idol is three judges. Okay. And then Ryan Seacrest interv- like introduces. People. <laughs> Did you just say Ryan Seacrest? Yeah, because that's amazing. Yeah, it's Ryan Seacrest, but it's Crest, Ryan. Seacrest. Sorry. Sequest. Oh, I said Seacrest. Oh, I'm sorry. God <laughs> damn it, Ryan. Se- Let's just go with that. Ryan like Seacrest. Ryan Seacrest DSV is is he kind of introduces the dozen does the back thing. We're okay. watching this, and then all of a sudden they're 
And it's always those three. And it's like, even in the like graphics of the show is three judges silhouettes and then a Seacrest kind of behind him. Right. And then I'm watching this and all of a sudden they, they go to this guy whose name is Bobby Bones. (laughs) Bobby Bones has been on the show for a long time. Apparently he's another person. I don't know who he is. I never heard of him. He has a weird ass fucking name. Everyone acts as if he's just around. None of the people we were watching with were like, I don't know who Bobby Bones is. And then uh, they all act like Bobby Bones has been around forever. Also, uh, I, then I'm like, who the fuck is Bobby Bones? I look online. He has like the highest rated radio show in the country. What? He's written seven like or something best selling books. And I'm like, what? What the fuck happened? And all I can think is he he's a demon. And that's why his name is Bones. It's like, right. He's trying to tell you in a well, joke. Okay, but here's the thing is like that all of everything you just said was how I experienced like Kim Kardashian or something. It's just like. Someone's like, oh, you think I just yeah. missed enough of it? I assume because like this happens. I think Bobby Bones is a dimension hopping demon. Myself, and usually the explanation is wholly unsatisfying because there is no reason this person is famous. They just are, right? All right. And here's the other thing that I think: if you wanted to, like, you could easily Emperor's New Clothes this if you wanted to. If they wanted to make me famous, they could just put me in like a fourth judging seat on American Idol and just act like it's normal, right? <laughs> and Casey Muratori, and, every, and then it's like, yay! And it's like, no one wants to admit that they have no the fuck idea who <laughs> Casey Muratori is, so you just skate, and then you are famous, right? Because now you've like slid, you slid into it, and you can just pretend that you've always been there. So maybe Bobby Bones did basically that did same that. thing. that. Well, Bobby Bones did something, and Captain Scott... <clears throat> Kind of looks like Bobby Bones, and he's a Bobby Bones situation where, like, everybody's like, hey, Scott, hey, Scott, and they have banter that's pre-prepared. I'm like, don't remember this guy at all. Yeah. Um, All right. Anyway. So Scott shows up. I don't know who Scott is, but he's on here now. And the comms guy, so what I remember next, because there's a little scene where, like... It's the God discussion. Yes. The doctor and the comms guy... Like, the comms guy is trying to leave, and the doctor's like, where are you going? Don't you want your headache medicine? And by the way, through this entire, the entire episode. So much headache medicine. We never just fucking say the word ibuprofen or something. Or aspirin. They always say headache medicine. medicine. I've written that down three times. They said, there there is an amazing part um, where, uh, oh, God, it was, there's a, we'll get to it. Oh, when she says they're about to go on the ship in a bit, yeah, she's like, we need to follow all of these. We need to really follow the rules here because we don't want an alien virus getting loose. Right. By the way, there's headache medicine dispensers <laughs> all around the ship. I'm like, yes. that's not going to get rid of the virus. Yeah. Why yeah. do you think – and why do you keep saying headache medicine? The weird it's thing, so it's, weird. Just say know, aspirin. Yeah. <laughs> Even if it's not aspirin in the future, you'd still call it that. You know, in 1990, what, like two or whenever this thing aired, we had headache medicine dispensers. It's called a pill bottle. It's about yeah. that big, and everyone has They're them. all over the ship. <laughs> oh, don't worry. We've deployed the emergency headache medicine. I'm wondering if someone actually just wrote ibuprofen in there originally, and then they were like, we can't put that on TV. It's not one of our sponsors. So they like, search and replace like, ibuprofen with headache medicine. Headache medicine. Or just like after the fact. 
yes, go to there and get the headache medicine, and you can go to the thing. Yeah. Anyway, point being, Ugh. getting back to the story here, the comms guy and the doctor have a little aside about God because apparently the comms guy is somewhat devout. Yep. And so he asks the doctor, do you believe in God? Just yeah. point blank, right? Yeah. <clears throat> and the doctor says... Huge HR violation, right? <laughs> huge HR huge. violation, even in the military probably. Yes. She says the only thing I can think of in my head right now that I never would have expected anyone to ever say for any reason. She says, sometimes. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard anyone That's pretty good. literally sum up their right. relationship to faith of any kind as some. T- I've heard people say, like, I'm not a practicing, like, I, like the phrase C&E Christian, yep. for example, is a, yep. is a sometimes statement, but it's a statement about, like, whether you go to church. It's not like, yeah. Do well, there's you the God fearing in the trenches kind of thing yeah. of like everybody believes in God when you're in under stress. Yeah. But, but that's not what she said. That's it's not that. Else. It's not it's not like, yeah, when I'm really under pressure, sometimes I do, but honestly, not really. It's just sometimes, like, you know, sometimes I'm sitting around, I'm like, yeah, God, totally. Yeah. And other times I'm sitting around like, nah, no, no chance. It's like no. weird. So she says Here, take that. some headache medicine. Here's my headache Also, she's, she's, she keeps injecting people shot. with the pills. Yeah. Do you it's remember? She's she carrying a needle around. Yes. It's a needle she's carrying around. And it's not like a yeah. Star Trek, what do they call those things? Right. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's got an actual needle. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's not getting And she's walking through the hallways yeah, yeah. getting germs all over it. Sterile yeah. procedure. Yeah. Anyway... What ends up happening is that she says sometimes, and literally, okay, just trying to explain this to the viewers at home, or I should say the listeners at home, because it makes no sense. This woman says the word sometimes, which to me, if nothing else, tells you one piece of information, and that is the amount that she has thought about the extent of the theological ramifications of God is, like, really low. Because people (laughs) who spend, like, their whole life thinking about theology are probably not going to say sometimes flippantly. Yet, the next question, uh, or sorry, the next thing she says is that God created the aliens. Yeah. So something she only sometimes believes in, also, by the way, we just found out they're aliens. Too. I so now cool. know they were, it's cool, man. And that would talk him yeah. into it because he's like, all right, give me my headache medicine. I'm back on board. Because apparently this devout and, guy and had never joking. thought of that. That sounds like I'm making a joke to do the no. callback of the headache medicine. Yeah. He literally walks back up the stairs and yes, rolls yes. up his sleeve. <laughs> yes, to get the headache shot. That is really when you know somebody's committed is when yes. they take their aspirin. So yeah. somebody who only sometimes believes in God convinces somebody who is a devout Christian, yep. I believe, to get back on the ship because God created the aliens. That is yep. a fair summary. Oh, and then he got a headache shot. That's yep. a summary of that scene. That's it. Moving on, Scott is now yep. on the bridge. And Scott would like you to know that the ship probably moves using curved space loops and interdimensional wormholes. Mind you, he has seen it through a scrubby view screen, but he is quite sure. And most sure. of what they've seen is a is some computer graphics where they were like, yes. we've constructed what the ship looks like if it mm-hmm. was all uncovered or something. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway, 
So, they theorized all that stuff, but one of the things they apparently didn't theorize is why the fuck the ship is at the bottom yeah. of the ocean, buried under an earthquake trench. But yep. So then, uh, they they I do like, they put together a crew to go over there, and they make this seem like it's going to be a big deal. Yes. To be chosen for this thing. Right. They yes. choose the chief, who doesn't want to go. No, he doesn't. Chooses Scott. Yep. And then they choose this guy who we just met, who's the boyfriend of one of the girls who wasn't even supposed to be staying on the ship. He was leaving, and then his well, he's girlfriend not, he's not talked a just to the met. captain for him. No, he's not a just met. That dude is the like uh, provisions officer. Okay. Well, he was leaving, and then, remember, she talked to Bridger to get him to yeah. stay. Yeah. No, he that guy... Okay, so just yeah. so we're clear on Sequest lore, because I do remember some of it. The team consists of five or six total people. One of, them one of them is one of them is the dude who gave the condoms to Lucas in the last. Right, episode. right, right. Okay, yeah, right. <laughs> Wait, but so so he stays on, and he's just staying on the ship because he's interested in alien shit. Well, one of the things I wrote down here was that despite the fact that literally everyone on this ship is a submarine like they be, all yeah. became sailors and they all decided to spend most of their lives underwater yet fully 50% of them are like have have soliloquies about having dreamt about making contact yeah. with aliens i'm like that's not this no. line of work what yeah. are you talking about like mermaids don't count They're i don't not understand <laughs> Anyway, everyone's all of a sudden is like a Ray Bradbury but, fan. But what? What? Yeah, there was a lot of like, yeah, Isaac Asimov. Yeah, references. everyone's getting the name other dropped. thing I liked there was like he he not only gets to stay because mm -hmm. someone spoke up for him, he yeah. gets chosen to go to be one of the four people that go on to the ship. Yes, randomly, and he's like, "Why did you choose me?" And I was like, "Good question. Good question. I don't know either." Yeah. And he said, because he gets chosen to be the official photographer. Yes. And he's not a photographer on the ship. No. no. Also, his camera is a huge VHS tape. <laughs> yes. He's carrying yeah. this old, the yes. big kind where you used to yeah. put the whole tape in, not the mini yes. tapes. Yes. And he's just carrying it around. And I'm like, he really, his day really changed a lot from... Waking up, being expected to get off the ship, to be like, no, yes. you're on the you're on the away team. And the reason Bridger gave, by the way, when he asked, yeah. is enthusiasm. Enthusiasm. <laughs> which will not be curbed right. for the entirety of this episode, no. I may add. No, doesn't come back. Anyway. Also, uh, I remember right there, there there's also something that starts happening here a couple times, which is there are voiceovers over the episode, which I had not heard a lot of in in, in Deep Space Nine. There but are? But it's Scott doing the voiceover. There's, Wait, what? Yeah, it, right when they get into, you know, they get into those really bad... So now yes. they're going on the ship. So they get well, into a little on. submarine. They, do, they find a docking port that's exactly the right size. Like, Hold on. Like, yeah. hold on. Because we, we got some stuff here. So, first of all, Bridger... And Lucas are still having their like. They have a little weird, drum thing. Yeah. They have a little drum thing going on, and like part of this like super serious abyss episode is Bridger literally like tapping Lucas on the nose, like some kind of Lady in the Tramp thing. <laughs> so that happens outside the ship. 
There is Perlin noise on everything. Big time. It is like, it looks like some kind of a zebra festival down there. They get, they, they, the part you were talking about, they get on this little like submersible and they go over to the alien ship and they try to like attach to like one of the uh, sections of it to get in. And Scott says, welcome to earth. Right. To nobody. To the ship. He's... And and that's a recurring thing. They say welcome to a lot of things that yes. have been on Earth way long longer yes. than we than have. They have. Yes, it was a million years that this. They ship should has be been saying Earth. welcome, yes. like, "Hey, congratulations, you got down here, dumb shit." Now, now's the part you're talking about. So you're saying there was voiceover. I don't remember there. Was yeah, when they walk through the thing, there's Scott just has some voiceover of like. Men have always wanted to blah, blah, blah. Kept right after a commercial comeback. No, 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 no. Okay, so I thought that was happening too. It's not. It's the provisioning officer is talking it through for his camcorder. And if you look, his mouth is moving. Okay, in the thing. amazing. He's right. supposed to be talking, but he's so he's so shot, little. You can't see him. Yeah. So it's like, because I, I, I was wondering that too. I was like, are they voiceover? And I looked in, I was like, yeah. oh, that's Okay, okay. That makes more sense because I'm like, Starting yeah. to do voiceover stuff. Oh, it doesn't make more choice. sense. Yeah. It doesn't make more sense, Jeff. It makes yeah. different sense. Um, okay, so, so they're anyway. trump. They're they get in the ship. They're tromping around. Yes, and, and, right and they before. keep showing shots of like them looking and like a weird crystal being on the side of the camera, and then they look and then a a little alien hand moves. Yeah. So yeah. what we see, and we see this twice actually. Yeah. So. Before we cut to commercial break, once we get on the alien ship, there's what looks like E.T.'s hand wearing a gigantic, and I mean this thing is huge, toroidal bracelet. Yeah, he wears a big bracelet. The bracelet starts glowing, and then the hand slides off, and we cut to commercial. That yeah. is our commercial. So it's like, oh, there is something moving on here, right? It now. just made, It just reminded me of the part I laughed the hardest at, but keep going. Sorry. Now, at some point in here, somebody says the line, crashing into the ocean wasn't what they had in mind. Yeah. Somebody says yeah. that. So I was curious what they were expecting. It's a 70% water planet. What did yeah. you think you were going to land You're gonna on? You're going to hit the water. Don't yeah. know. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so they explore the, the ship, and we see another shot of like a similar like bracelet hand shot, basically. Yeah. At some point, we go to the main like reactor chamber, and the only thing that I notice about this shot is that it's an actual physical walkway, but yes. then a three D rendered background. Yeah. But they didn't get the camera match right. Yeah. So they're trying to pan the camera, but and the physical platform is moving differently, differently than the background. Yeah. yeah. And it is really fucking. It looks weird. like an early FMV game where they were yes. like the backgrounds were models and the yes. people were video that they yes. do over it and you're like what's wrong with this something's it off it was very bad so yeah. basically you have a walkway that goes out and ostensibly connects to this mm-hmm. other the, to to the rest of like well it's ostensibly one walkway yeah. but it's actually like a physical walkway that's kind of floaty and the one behind it is in a different like yeah. is moving differently as the camera no moves. railings it's whatsoever it's just no a, railings uh, uh, just a, a Funny little pan stretching out across this abyss. So now we have, if I remember correctly, is there's a little aside that Bridger and the doctor, they basically have a conversation. Oh, sorry. Wait, wait. can we talk about when Scott steps on the ship, Mm -hmm. he says, wait, 
I think I should have a big saying here for the one step. Yes. Well, you know, uh, you yeah. know, a big moment. A Lance, this is a huge a Lance Armstrong for, phrase for humanity. Yeah. And and he goes, "This is big and dark." And yeah. even Bridger's like, "Well, it's not great, but it's pretty good for what we got." And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." Why even bring attention yeah. to this? Yeah. It's like that's a transfer. It's a transfer from the writers' meta room. Awkward. Yeah. yeah. That was a transcript from the writer's room. Yeah. Somebody yeah. said, well, it's not very punch good. It. But punch fine. it up, baby. Yeah. Um, so the doctor, I'm sorry, the doctor, uh, Bridger and the doctor get into basically like their equivalent of an elevator to have an elevator conversation that we're going to have between yeah. these two characters. Which looks and a lot like a sauna room. Like <laughs> weird wood. It's and, like, weird. you'd sit in there and just pour water on some stones and the steam would come out. But, yes. no, it's an el- – well, it's like a horizontal elevator or something. It's also got the standard Star Trek problem, <clears throat> which all, like, all these shows basically have, which is, like, they want there to be an elevator because they're trying to convey the fact that this ship is large. But they're only ever going to show five rooms from it because that's all they had – like the money to build. So you're constantly wondering, like I've always wondered this about, sorry, I'm like they're constantly going this turbo lift. I'm like the places that I've seen to the entire show are like literally 60 square feet or something or like 200 right. square feet, right? It's like, there's a no need for a lift. You right. could literally just walk. It's trivial, right. right? But so the same problem on Sequest, they're getting on this thing. We don't know why or where they're going because everything seems so close together, but apparently you need to. They get on this thing and they have a conversation that's basically like about the show. Like yeah. it is a thinly veiled discussion about the show. They're basically saying that like uh, kids today want aliens, right. not submarine shows. That's basically what right. they say. Am yeah, I wrong yeah, about yeah. that? Yeah, they're just like they just you know they're used to this alien stuff, kids. We got to be yeah. down with the kids. Yeah, and then she says something like you know roll strong G or something. I yeah, don't remember yeah, what exactly. she says, but it's like it's really bad. Anyway. They have a discussion that's just basically like the producers having a discussion about how their show some for some reason wasn't popular with the, with the yeah. youngins. And then just all I remember about the part in between here and when they they lose signal uh with the with the other craft is just Scott keeps saying like multiple times he keeps saying I want to see their cockpit. Yeah. I want to really he, wants he really to see, wants the to the see their cockpit and he says yeah. it in the worst most awkward way. Yeah. I really want to see their cockpit. The cockpit. Uh, I really want to see their cockpit. I, I, I just All remember the, the pronunciation of the P. Cockpit. Yeah. Like he turned this it is into gonna, three syllables. It was really weird. And this is going to come uh, come back to haunt us because the alien does not have a penis. It's no. just got like a little area. So he doesn't get to see the cockpit at all. Or maybe you are seeing a pit where the cock would be. I don't know. Maybe yeah, he does it, get to very, see it. He, he's it, looking for... The whole time, he just he has to see the bridge the of that ship for something. Yes, except they de- he detours to another room yeah. at some point. So I don't know; doesn't make sense. Point being, but they lose some- the signal right as one of them goes, "Holy fuck balls!" And it's a reverse right. shot, so we don't see what they see. We just see their terribly acted reaction to this exactly. amazing thing. And then yes. we go to signal loss, then commercial. Come back. Yes. Yes. We come back and. I do not know how to describe what we see to the people listening, but this was the best I could do. I wrote down here in my notebook. I said, it looks like 
either a David Bowie music video <laughs> or Cirque du Soleil, or maybe a combination of the two. It, it, it to me, there was this show I watched in a kid where, it, as a kid, where uh, there were lots of puppets, big puppets, okay. and it was British. I can't remember the name of it right now. I can't believe I'm blanking on it, and everyone knows it. But there Space were these, Coaster. What's that? Space Coaster. No, it was. I think they were just. Hmm. Oh, fuck. I can't remember. It was like, I think they were called Slee Stacks or something. Lost in Space? No, that's not it. Anyway, I'll try to remember uh, while we're, while we're okay. talking about it. But it looks like an, an alien from these weird, scary aliens from when I was a child. But as an adult, you're just like, this is a, just a person in a really bad rubber suit. It's a person in a rubber suit, but they're also acting... The, and again, I was trying to dis- I was trying to think of how I would describe the movement and mannerisms of this character, and the closest thing I could think of was like the MC in Cabaret. So <laughs> yeah. it is it is yeah. kind of like it's not like mincy. Efe- it's neither effeminate nor masculine. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's that weird mincy in the between. It's, it's like ambiguous, but also potentially not. In a disquieting way, so yeah. not in like a sexual way and not in a like friendly way, but just yeah. a little off. Like you know, yeah. this character is going to be deviant or bad in some yeah. way, and yet he turns out not to be. But not that's me. that's the that's. The I physicality. thought that choice was kind of interesting by the actor. I will say it wasn't I thought, bad. Right, I was. Kinda, yeah. That was one thing I liked because yeah. I like cabaret, so I was like, <laughs> not bad. Uh, unfortunately, nothing comes of it. Anyway, point being. Bridger is uh, relieved of duty at this point. Wait, and are, 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 well, the, is that before they're face to face with the alien? No, like, well, you, like you just said, they meet the well, alien. They, they face to face. I just want to talk about this thing when he says. Okay, go for it. They're face to face with the alien, and one of Correct. them, there's like some put down the camera because it looks put down like the a camera. gun bullshit. Yeah. Um, but then yeah. uh, Scott goes, on behalf of our people, welcome. He welcomes him again. Again, yes. that guy's been down in the drink for a million some odd years. Yes, yes. We, we, yes. He's, and you're on his ship. Yes. He welcomes you, dumb fuck. Yeah. Like, oh, well, I was I also, so annoyed. I also really like the fact that I don't know if it's some kind of like hippie culture thing or what it is. I have no idea. But for some reason, people who write these kinds of alien encounter things are so interested in their anti-weaponry message yes. that they forget the fact that an alien isn't going to know what your gun looks like. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Their weapons don't look like your weapons. In fact, you know that because the weapon of this alien is a bracelet. Yeah. So the thing you should be saying is take off your jewelry. Right? Right. It's not... It's, <laughs> To it, a weapon is a bracelet, and for some reason, no, no, aliens know that guns look like guns, which they do in this show, so that characters are correct, but I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. Put down your gun, and as he does, he shows his wristwatch, and the guy freaks out. And they're like, oh my god, it's a weapon, right? So it's like, for some reason, it's like, look, okay, we know that you're trying to get an anti-gun message in here. Think for a second. Alien guns aren't your guns. Like, that's not how it works, but they also don't seem to think that alien well, I liked would, that they look thought like ours, so that whatever. alien guns wouldn't look like guns. Yeah. But that didn't just yeah. follow it through within yeah. the 
single yes. episode. Yes, it's correct. not even like, oh, okay, you yep. didn't make it yes. through your own show without having yes. a glaring inconsistency. Not, not to mention that we find out later that there is no alien. It's actually no. a hologram. So it would be unconconcerned about guns. You could shoot all I'm day long and it wouldn't matter. I'm very confused about that. So we'll matter. talk about that in a minute because I did not anyway, know what they were talking about. The whole yeah, there's a thing stupid. where the ju- the general says you need to blow that ship up and, and yeah. Bridger refuses and he's relieved yeah. of command. Meanwhile, yeah. back on the sequest, the plot... The character motivations are spiraling out of control because what happens is Bridger Bridger is there with his first officer who we've already had a scene with. The first officer explicitly showing that he is not comfortable treating the aliens as friends. He's yeah. like, no, we need to be prepared to like kill them or something because yeah. they could be hostile, right? He's the only person so far... Besides the general who's not here, right? right? He's the only person on the crew who has expressed displeasure with that course of action. Everyone else right. is fine with it, but not him. And he's the Meanwhile, one the whole last episode was about, right? <laughs> in this episode, yes. right now, in this scene, Bridger is telling the four-star general that, look... We are not going to treat these aliens aggressively, even though we lost the signal. We're just not, we're not going to blow up their ship, and that's final. He turns off the vid screen, and the first officer and him high five. <laughs> but that's, the first officer is, is with the, the first officer had the same opinion as the right. general. Yeah. He wouldn't be like, yeah, you sure told him. He'd be no, like, he, he had that, you, he has that opinion in a few minutes. Again. Exactly. Yeah. It's nuts. You're yeah. just like, what are you doing? Do you remember which character this is? But apparently they don't. So anyway, Bridger tells off the four-star general. And the four-star general is like, you're relieved of command. I'm coming down. And Bridger's like, well, I'll see you when you get down here. Like, basically, you know, yeah. just flipping him off. Yeah. And apparently that shit just skates. Because I guarantee you, Bridger will not be relieved, relieved of command next, command next episode. He'll be right back in, in, in charge of the submarine. Right. <clears throat> so anyway, we next, uh, let's see where we they go They tell here. the chief uh, to go get, go find them. We've lost their signal. Just go get them. Yeah, the security officer who yeah. is like the – he's the security officer. Right. Now, also, and he can is I the just, most one thing, panicked person. One thing I was going to say, they're in yeah. these kind of aquarium-looking helmets, space like helmets. A has, like a hazmat suit. Yeah, almost. because there's asbestos in the air or something. Yeah, yeah. And Everyone else's is, is – you know, it's great big and designed to be huge so you can see the actors act, which is a common yes. problem in these spacesuit kind of situations. Exactly. Very yes. big. He comes out, and for whatever reason, the actor's very hot, and his is fogged all the shit. Like, yeah, yeah. And and I laughed so hard at that because yeah. the whole point of this, it yeah. wasn't like he was even hyperventilating at that point in no. the story or anything. He was scared. It's just nope. It fogged up because they made a bad helmet. <laughs> also. He, this particular character, kind of look. He looks very poor scene. Yeah. When he's in this thing, he has yes. like big. He porky does not jowls. look well to be crammed in. It's this. not great. He's supposedly the security officer, yeah. but he has like no courage at all. No, he's no, no. The he's least cowardly lion. It's his whole super deal. cowardly. He runs in there and he immediately encounters an alien who, who uses him. his bracelet to just disappear. Turn he him just into disappears. dust. Yeah. Goodbye. He's yeah. gone. And so now, I was like, holy shit, they're going to kill people? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would have been great. 
Uh, but well, in my mind, I didn't. I didn't think of anything other because I'm like, oh, this is where they reboot the cast, and no one gives a shit about yeah. that guy because he was not interesting. So yeah. they're probably just getting rid of him so they can bring someone on in the next episode, right? Yeah. <clears throat> uh, now like, then, oh, Rob Lowe plays the security guard. Now then, already. the yeah. little ship uh, goes well, back well, to wait. the. No, 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 no. Wait, you're 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 skipping ahead. No, past I don't think very, so. Well, I, then I didn't. You're write skipping you ahead past a very important point. Okay. Meanwhile, the other part of the crew that's still down talking is still talking to the alien, yeah. and the and that which dude, they do the Scott, normal American thing of talking very slowly and loudly. We yes. are your friends. <laughs> yes. Now, okay. So one of the interesting things about this is that. In normal science fiction, I mean, first of all, it's always stupid to talk to an alien in English. I have no idea yeah. why it ever happens. Yeah. But in normal science fiction, you can at least make the excuse that maybe you believe that somehow the aliens have been receiving our, you know, uh, transmissions since the 1950s. Radio waves we've been bringing into space, so they oh, learned right. some Earth language. Now, you know, may, or English is very popular. Chinese might be popular. I don't know. Something that's a fairly you know, spoken by a lot of people and, and broadcast into space. Maybe that's the case. They've gone out of their way to tell us that this ship <laughs> crashed here a million years ago. What Earth language do you think these people could know? Yeah. There's nothing there. They're not going to know English. Yeah. They're not going to know English. Why do you keep saying it? Yeah. They keep t- Everyone talks to this alien. In every scene, they try to talk to the alien English. Why? What well, do you think it's going to know? Well, wait, they ha- that this is the scene where he unfolds a star map. Yes. He rolls out, <laughs> he he pulls out of his pocket a little like scroll, like a fucking fucking ancient scroll. And he points, he rolls and, it and out. And he points, his fingers are big and meaty cuz they're covered yeah. in alien fake alien well, okay. plastic. Just to be clear so people know what we're talking about. Yeah. Scott unrolls yeah. the map. And he offers the map to the alien, like, show us where you're from. Yeah. Right? Alien immediately now, understands. I just want to, again, get this real clear. Million years ago, no paper, yeah. no humans, no English. He is rolling out what to any observer who didn't know what humans do would think was a pure black piece of paper with some white lint on it, right right i mean a star map isn't a thing like it's not like you would just know what that is because you're like oh it's a star map well, also i know what that is if you're an alien you would not know what your planet looks like from our perspective our star yeah. thing would be different maybe he's been studying yes. it for a million years but immediately yeah, he points his big porky fingers finger. at it yeah yep. which is pointing at a big area of the map essentially yeah. right which yeah. Is a, a volume of space. Yeah. <laughs> a huge yes. volume of planets. And the guy immediately goes, oh, Cassiopeia yeah, or something. Is. He says something. I don't remember yeah. what it was. But and here's the thing. If I would have, I would have immediately forgiven not just this episode of Sequest DSV, but every episode of Sequest DSV, if they had somehow had the foresight to have the alien try pinch to zoom. So if he had gone in there with the two big alien yeah. thumbs and just tried to like pull it zoom out. in, yeah. right? On this on this non-electronic star map, I would have been like this is the best show yeah, and you win. Yeah. However, he does that not. is not what happens. What actually happens is they're just like, oh, cool, now we know where the alien's from. But immediately, unfortunately, the lights start blinking. And we don't really know why. They just start blinking. 
and the, and the we, alien makes the most awkward exit. Because he they're, sashays they're door, away. The, the he alien door away. tech needs work. They're triangles that yes. the, the, you know, the framing of a door. You know when you buy a door, you you buy the frame and the door together from Home Depot. Yes. So they're ma- ma- matched exactly. Yes. Their f- bottom framing where the yes. door goes is yeah. a triangle that's about two feet off the yeah. ground. So and, yeah. and the top of the door is about four feet off the ground. So you have to do this alien step in, duck down, yes. slide through, and lift up, and then the door goes. Zhut. So the door is fast and efficiently closing, but completely shaped wrong for any not not just humans, but the aliens themselves. But yeah. Jeff, it does. The, you're missing the even more ridiculous part of all this. <laughs> It's not an alien. It's a hologram yeah, of an alien. We didn't know it doesn't point. even have to yes. go. It doesn't yes. have to go it through the door. Need to leave it the could scene. just go yeah. through the wall. Yeah. It could also, just, it doesn't matter. You never matter. bother showing people leaving a scene anyway. You cut yeah. and they're just yes. gone, right? That's, you just don't do that. We also have no idea why it bothers to leave, but basically what we sort of piece together through various lines of expositional dialogue that don't make a lot of sense. Apparently, maybe, possibly, sort of, it's unclear, drilling a hole in the side of the alien vessel. It was maybe triggered, maybe triggered some kind of like a self-destruct sequence. And that is why the light started flickering. And maybe because the light started flickering, the alien hologram then decided to do the next thing it's going to do, which is to go get on the launch that the Sequest DSV people you know, rode over there and it decides to go back to the sequest by itself. Right. There is no security to greet that ship. They just, (laughs) they just open the hatch and like, now he's on the ship. It's this alien virus everywhere. Wait, I thought there was security. There's a bunch of guys. They ran down the tube because they were like, wait, they're coming back. No, no, no. They need help. No, 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 no. I thought it was medical people. No, no, I got to correct you on this because I wrote down some notes here. I think I'm right on this. Let me just, just, I'll tell, I'll tell you what I remember happening and you can see if you agree. The ship is, we're back on the sequest now. Like we're, we're POV sequest now and the launch is coming back. Mr. Shan, (laughs) Mr. Shan. Yeah, who had the headache yeah. in the very first scene? Because he took his to be, he took his headache. He had to be medicine. excused. He had to be excused for the day because he had a headache, and that was the fifth one today. Mister Shan is now running down the hallway with several of his like uniformed friends, mm-hmm. carrying large. I want to say they look sort of like augmented Uzi style weapons, so a compact automatic weapon, a little gunny thing, and he's carrying it. Like it was some kind of an action film. He's 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 putting it on his arm and like swinging it around. Do you know what I'm talking? Do you remember well, this? I thought he's first like, they they dropped in through this hatch in the top. Yeah, because did they they went in first pops, and then they he then he started up. having errors all over the ship. Right. He pop, like I remember Mr. Shan popping up out of this hatch and using one arm to like brace his gun, which he was holding sideways, like out the top of the hatch. Do you yeah, remember I remember this? that. Well, I it thought was that nuts. was after they released the alien onto the ship. No. Uh, well, the yes. Also, I mean, why that does the alien have to take the ship? Because he could just. If the hologram technology works across the two things, he could have just hologrammed over. It's none well, of suppose- this. Make- 
supposedly, at least as far as we can tell, th- <laughs> they have magnetic silicone or something. Remember? I can't even believe I'm going to try and say this with a straight face. <laughs> later on, you're spoiling this, Jeff. But later on, we supposedly learn that the way that this hologram, quote unquote, works is that they somehow are able to use magnetic fields, well, something like a magnetic field, to control the behavior of silicon molecules. <laughs> which means in order to see the hologram, you have to have some way to get the sand over there. Oh, I, I see. I guess. Right. Right. Uh, it's well, I very don't know, unclear. But he didn't have to. I don't know. All right. No, I really could not figure out what they were trying to say, Jeff. I'm yeah. sorry. Because at one point he but goes they, through they a did, wall. When, so when, I don't know how that. They worked. did go fully commando because they called like a code four. Yeah, yeah. And and Mr. Shan is waving this like compact lots of rifle around. lots narrow. It's nuts. Lots of people are getting vaporized. Lots. And I'm like, oh, holy shit! They're killing half the crew. That's true. But that so comes alien, back in my favorite scene. But. We're killing people all over the place. The alien, which we know is a hologram, but you, the viewer, don't. If you if you weren't like Jeff and me and haven't already seen the rest of the episode, the alien is now loose on the sequest. Yeah. And they are running around. Mr. Shan and others are running around trying to catch him, getting vaporized. Mr. Shan gets vaporized, it, by the way. Yeah, lots of people. And also, I like lots how they just do. keep running down hallways Yes. And keep running into this alien yes. again, who then like yes. walks through the walls, and then he's somewhere else, and they run again. It seems like the smallest ship while they're doing this. Meanwhile, yeah. the alien is ends up in sickbay and notices Darwin the dolphin swimming by in his dolphin tube. Yeah. The alien is delighted yes. by this. He loves that, Darwin almost as much as the writers of this show fucking love yeah, Darwin. Yeah, I would definitely say that's the only emotion you ever saw from the alien was delight at seeing a dolphin. Yeah, well, Just no. like me, if I'm at the aquarium, I like yeah. a dolphin. He just saw it and he just went straight yeah. into the... He like phased yes. through the wall and went into the tube. Yes, and mind you, before he goes into Darwin's tube before he phases through the dolphin tube. Once again, and this time it's Bridger, decides that the best course of action, because they come upon yeah. the alien, we is are to talk friendly. to him in English. We are friendly. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? What What do, what do you think that's going to do? Right. I don't understand. It's so weird. Anyway, so what we uh, then, I guess... Uh, it's Bridger who realizes he points out that uh, is it this? Oh no no okay no 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 that's not. We now cut back to the alien ship. Yeah, we're back there. It the comms dude falls down the hole, right? Comically, yeah. Comically, <laughs> it's not, it's not okay. So just to be clear, what happens here? It's not like an alien ship in like the movie aliens where maybe there's like acid has like corroded a hole no. and you didn't see it. Or he literally, the comps there just falls down a maintenance tube, a giant tube yeah. that's like labeled, right? It's just, he just falls into it. Yeah. Like, like whoops, like, and, and they, like, they, they'd, peel. they'd all connected themselves in the prior scene where you're like, why are they showing yes. this? Oh, they're going to fall yes. sometime. They yeah. all connected themselves via a little wire, which they'd never done pri- previously. Yeah. So that's just something we spontaneously did. And then the he falls down and is looking, and the alien comes in again. So the alien is now here on the ship, apparently, right? 
he says you guys got to come down here. Now, mind you, he's dangling he's by dangling. a cord yeah. that they are holding. There is no explanation of how they are going to get down there, or how whatsoever. they'll get back. They're supposed to be or, running yeah. back to the ship. Yes. They, they were told to evacuate. They were told to evacuate, and they're so. Nevertheless, the next time we see them, spoiler warning, they're all down there yeah. with the guy. Yeah. We don't know how they did it. They're just they're, they're just there. there. Yeah. They're like, here we are. We sh- you told us we should come down, and we did. So. We don't see that yet, though, because after we see the calm dude have his comical banana peel fall down a maintenance shaft, we then switch to Bridger, who demands, who who had demanded, last time we saw him, he demanded to see Crocker. Get me Crocker. Okay. Or something he had said. I don't know who that is. I don't know who that is. Yeah. None of that matters. Uh, But anyway... He's then talking on the mystophone to some guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah, who, yeah. some right. British guy, right? Yeah. So he's talking to this this visage in a big swirling thing of mist. And the and, and, and the only notes they gave to this actor, I think, were yeah. you're a weird Victorian man because yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. so weird and yes. dressed weird, and you're like, yeah, I yes. thought he was. Like yes. an animated yeah. character from the computer yeah. d- rendered, and I was like, "Wait, yes. that's supposed to be a real person." All right. Yes, it's like he's kind of like that's a, the other phone tech. He's calling someone. Bridger is talking to someone who would be like the British imperialist who had enslaved an African tribe <laughs> yeah. in like in like 1790 yeah, or something yeah. right like it's that guy he has with one the of same those outfit. guns that go out like <laughs> yes it does not make yeah, sense yeah big this is 2030 or whatever and <laughs> yeah. here he is he's like you know i think we're gonna have to put down the african rebellion right, or something right. it's like what are you doing here he's not, nevertheless is apparently an expert on space technology and he explains to Bridger the thing about the magnets that right, Jeff okay. and I are struggling to understand about how apparently that thing must be a hologram how he knows this we have no, no idea, idea. Yeah, he he's not there nobody has seen this hologram besides Bridger and a few other people there's no he just knows this yeah. he's like Oh, oh! You know what? We've seen this. I know all about yeah. this from my from my exploits in the Congo. Right. Uh, there's there's silicon magnets that move around in the shape of a of a, a Cirque du Soleil character from Cabaret that sashays around. <laughs> like that's that's his experience yeah. uh, uh, fighting for for the queen. Anyway, he explains the part of the science that we just needed someone to miracle explain at this point in the show. So he does. And they're like, oh, Bridger's like, I get it. It's it's a hologram now. So then we sh- switch back to the comms guy who's down now with his friends who somehow got down the maintenance shaft. And while they are doing I don't know what, we then cut back to Lucas. Lucas who's using, and Darwin, remember, he has three right? keyboards and he's typing on all of them. Yes. So he's yes. like got one hand doing one one and the other. So you know yeah. he's a serious computer guy. He's hack soaring because and what is yeah. one keyboard can't contain him, and no, he's all over not. it. Yeah, yeah. Now, mind you, it's important to remember that you only have ten fingers. So the number of keyboards you have isn't Casey, really. The I game need two hundred and two okay. minimum. He needed three hundred and three, and yeah. Totally fair. Few wasted totally fair. caps locks. It's true. Yeah. 
But Did they have numpads? Were these and were these ten keyless? What was he diaping on? I, didn't I don't it. know. One came. What they were different colors too, so you really know it was serious. Doesn't matter. The point is, he is there, and he is trying to work with the signal that the aliens have been sending. That, if you remember from way back in the show, we somehow established, although it was never actually established on the show, they were just it just was just said that this was causing everyone's headaches. Yeah. So he is trying to decipher the signal. Darwin's swimming in the tube next to him. The alien phases. The alien hologram Comes now phases the, yeah. in, and Lucas is like, "Oh, sweet, the aliens here." That's basically he's pretty what he happy. Says. He's pretty happy about it. And they have a little moment, but Mr. Shaw is vaporized. This is the part where Mr. Shaw is vaporized. Right. I wrote it down. Mr. Shaw, or sorry, Mr. Shan, Mr. Yeah. Shan, not Mr. Shaw. Mr. Shan comes in, busts into the room, guns blazing, doing his whole like sidearm thing. And he just gets vaporized by the alien. So he's gone. Yeah. Forget it. Bridger comes in with him and scoots Lucas out of the room, fearing for his life, I guess. Yeah. He thinks that the alien might vaporize him. Lucas was unconcerned, but Bridger is concerned. And Bridger now drops some science on Lucas. He says, Lucas, let me explain to you. I guess maybe I learned this from our African gent, our, uh, <laughs> our, 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 our African explorer. I guess not African gent, our British gent. He says... A million years ago, human beings weren't in this part of the world, yeah. let alone sophisticated enough to be the thing that these aliens were probably trying to contact, right? Right. And so he goes on to explain that probably what was happening is the aliens were here to talk to the dolphins. Right. And the reason that he gives I think is this evolutionary so timeline does not match up at it's, all, by the way. Amazing. Yeah. He says, and by the way, which part of the world? Yeah. The five miles under the water part of the world? Right. Because I got news for also, you, dolphins weren't there either, buddy. I was just the ship is full of fucking fish that's rotting because they never make it. <laughs> it's just like, this was a huge waste of time. I told you we shouldn't have done this mission. I hate tuna. Anyway, the explanation Bridger gives is that brain size to weight ratio. Yeah. Dolphins would have been the smartest thing. Yeah. Okay, that is the explanation that was given. Now, news flash. I'm going to go ahead and say that I don't think like Cro-Magnon man's brain size to weight ratio was all, all that, that much different ours. from ours currently. Yeah. Maybe I'm wildly and misinterpreting also, it. And also, the Cro-Magnon man is probably still smarter than a fucking dolphin, right? But even if for a second, let's just suppose that you're going to take it on faith that somehow an alien species from so far away that there's no plausible scientific explanation for how they would know that there were dolphins, let alone <laughs> that they should try to contact them. Well, but let's just assume you're going to say that They just overheard, that you know, the they case. got the dolphin radio signal, you know, like in contact. Yeah, where yeah. It went out there click, and click, 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 click. And they're like, yeah, oh, man, yeah. we got to get over and talk to them fish. Anyway, <laughs> even if you believe all of that, we are going to subvert all of it right now. Yeah. Because what ends up happening is... The alien proceeds to try and establish a mathematical basis through, Dal by talking through Darwin. Through Darwin. Right. By talking about Earth's distance from the sun. Right. So, so Darwin is able to communicate with this alien, right? They're now, they're now like talking. Fireball yes. to here. 
if you were actually with a straight face in this writer's room trying to tell me that the reason that the aliens came to Earth was to contact a dolphin, you expect me to believe that the dolphins of one million years ago knew the distance from Earth to the sun? Well, no, no, wait. Like, they would know what that is. What are you fucking talking about? The whole about? thing's nuts because at, at some point he'd go, all right, we bet wrong on the dolphin. Obviously, these yeah. guys are smarter. They're walking around with yeah. clothes. Yeah. They have yeah. guns. They yeah. have a ship. They wa- Obviously, they, walk around with they clothes. won. Yeah. I'm going to focus walk- on them. And he still talks to the dolphin, right? Focus. They have clothes, which, by the way, we don't. Yeah, no. Our civilization hasn't gotten the clothes. Also, yeah. what have you been doing yeah. for a million years? Yeah. Anyway. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. So somehow in this writer's mind, whoever concocted this ridiculous bullshit, they came back to talk to the dolphins, and aliens thought that the dolphins knew what the sun was. Right. Like, that it was yeah. a thing that they could, like... Well, just explain it. What the fuck does a dolphin know about the sun? Yeah. They don't know it's a star that's yeah. out, like, a really long way from Earth. Right. The dolphin doesn't know that. The dolphin knows when the sun is out, the fish do one thing. Right. And when the sun goes right. away, they do another. Yeah. That's what a dolphin the knows about the sun. The only language you should know is, like, a fish-based language. <laughs> yes. So if they were actually going to do that, the first thing the hologram should have said would be, like, you know, mi- minnow is yeah. one unit. Right. The length of a fucking minnow or something. Not the sun. So anyway, he then goes on to explain that the distance from the uh, Earth-Sun to the center of, like, the galaxy is 1.9 million of these units. 1.9 with eight zeros, remember? Yes, followed by unbelievable. So this transpires. And that makes the and alien happy. The alien's finally happy to communicate. Well, no. What makes the alien happy, if you remember, Jeff, what makes the alien really happy, like so happy, he had a big smile on his face, was Bridger asks Darwin to tell the alien that the humans are friendly. Yeah. And Darwin goes like, <laughs> and the alien's like, oh, this is awkward because I, I vaporized so many of your people that yes. they have totally forgotten that all of their comrades are dead by Nobody, the way. at no point in the episode does, like, no concern went, is Mr. Shown. Shan! No. Yeah. Uh, I think only Lucas says something of like, any of oh, the people, was that, Shan is gone. Did they just, yeah, yeah they're like, they just vaporized yeah. Mr. Shan. Nobody else noticed. They're like, and in the, the next scene, Mr. Lucas Shan? does yeah. not care. Anyway, the point is, the, At that point, the alien disappears, the ship starts to implode, and then my yes. favorite scene, I laughed so hard that Dawn came running up the stairs. Somehow, wait. they return all the people. Wait, wait, we aren't done yet. Oh, we got more? That's we, we I have, this is my next yet. thing. So No, no, okay. no. So after Darwin translates for the alien, and the alien gets really happy, and then just poofs, he yeah. just poofs away. He just like, he's gone. Right? Leaving a pile of sand on the floor. After that happens, we cut back to the alien ship and Scott, who this entire time has been obsessed with cock. Oh, right. right. I forgot about that. I didn't write any of this. Just wants to see the cockpit. Yeah. That's all he wants this entire time. They finally gets to the cockpit. Yeah, there's screens 
There are monitors, a weird input device. He's like, this is Everything awesome. Everything is happening. They walk around to the back of the cockpit. Right. And This is the bridge is, of the ship. This is the bridge of the ship, and there is literally like a stone slab or metal slab with just an alien skeleton on a it. A real skeleton, not a hologram. A real, I mean. Not a hologram, a real alien skeleton. Now, I have absolutely <laughs> no idea what I'm supposed to believe at this point. I guess I'm supposed to believe he died that the a million alien years ago or something, and the computers are landed running. at the landed at the bottom of the ocean, five miles deep, and he was like, "Well, this is fine. I'm not going to try to pilot my ship up to the surface, I guess, and talk to the dolphins that I'm supposed to be talking to. I'll just wait for the dolphins to make it five miles down." <laughs> was that? I don't know. If if we're meant to believe that he crashed there, well, the ship wasn't damaged. It was working. Yeah. I don't know. So I have no idea what we're meant to believe. Eventually, this alien, I guess, just accepts its fate, lies down on the like Slab. table, yeah. dies and decays, but his hologram is still working, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we're meant to believe. They don't apparently try to take this back with them. No. They're not, they're like not even going to bother to try and get it. No. So they just leave. Off they go. And now when we go, uh, <laughs> I'll let you explain yeah. what happens now because you're. So now they're like, nice. they're like, oh, we're out of danger. This ship's going to collide. And then they do a scan and on the other ship they see life forms. And they're like, what are yeah. they? And then they start disappearing the life forms quickly. And they're like, oh, my, all the life forms are disappearing. Try to get to them. They're eight, yeah. You're 80 yards away. No, they're gone. Yeah. Just get back. We'll send another yeah. ship for you. Yeah, yeah. They then cut to what's ha where all these life forms, which we don't know what they are. Well, they're yeah. all the crew that's been shot by the hologram. Yep. And what the hologram decided to do was put them all back. Now, he yes. did not put them back where he hologrammed them away. He Correct. put them all in one tiny hot tub, maybe. It's, 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 Darwin's tank. it's Darwin's tank. It, 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 it's the dolphin tank. It's the dolphin tank. Yes. But I'm saying it's yes. a, kind of a big hot tub. Yes. Yes. And so there are now like 30 people yes. holding weapons. They, yes. they cut to this and they're not even yes. trying to get out of the tank. They're all yeah. doing what they were yes. doing before they were vaporized. Yes. Now in yes. the tank. Elbow to elbow. Yes. I laughed yes. so hard at the, the visual not, of all crammed in there. And there is absolutely no none of they're not laughing. No. Nobody like dismisses it. I'll send the you I'll send the screenshot we, that we can post with the show. Because it's, it's my amazing. one of my favorite visual things I've ever seen. We go from just seeing the standard dolphin tank. That we've been seeing, like it's just like you know the the place where Darwin normally swims around on the show, and then all of a sudden it's like Filled Brian with... Singer's hot tub. It's like everyone is in there, and like <laughs> it's fine. They're just like, yeah, what's going on, man? I don't know what is. I, I don't know what they were thinking, but it just ends on yeah. that. They're just like, okay, next next scene. Yeah, Cut. it just comes back as a little little gag. Anyway, uh, the final scene. The ship then dissolves, is... and then 
Yeah, what? The ship dissolves, and the final scene is basically like Bridger sitting everyone down at a big old mahogany, like, yeah. time for the uh, oil executives meeting yeah. room is what it looks like. Yeah, it definitely right? looks like, like a old, conference room. <laughs> it's something from, like, the top of a Dallas skyscraper yeah, yeah, is what it looked yeah. like to me. Like, you know, uh, JR from Dallas is yeah. is at the end of the table, but this time it's Bridger. And Bridger is basically talking to everyone on his ship to get them on board with his conspiracy plan, which is to not report the aliens to anyone, to keep yeah. it among them themselves. Yes. And this to send out a signal to those aliens, somehow right. we're going to send a dolphin. Yeah. We, we've reconfigured the antennas to send out this dolphin signal to say yes. we welcome you and give them the coordinates of the sequest. Now, so I assume that's how they around. get Space Town is this. But the sequence moves around. Yeah. So what I was interested in is how exactly did they articulate that? Yeah. Like, were they just like, oh, uh, well, you know, I'm on this submarine a lot, but just send it to, you know, my Aunt Betty. Right. And when I stop by, like, I'll pick up the message. <laughs> like, what was going to happen? And also, they're beaming it out to a center of space Yeah. that was found by a just a big finger pointing at right. a paper map. The, the, no, 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 no. Remember, Darwin had some more coordinates I for see. them. So now they know like the pinpoint location. So you know, I assume Scott feels like kind of a dick. Do you this remember point that weird little communicator? Map. It unfolded kind of like a, oh, what yes. were those called? A yes. Neo Geo or whatever? Those old yes. kind of. Yeah. Yeah, funny yeah, tiny yeah. little video game machines yes. he unfolded it and then just demonstrably pressed enter and it squeaked it's, away it's, it's basically the world's largest folding smartphone yeah. that that uh that he has and he slides it over yeah. it's weird how little like miniaturization was not only predictable at that time yeah. but easily predictable because it had been going on for quite some time but somehow like none of the science fiction shows of that era seemed to be able to internalize the fact that everything would be much smaller yeah. in the future like they were just like nah it's going to be roughly the same size Casey, they is. just knew the iphone 11 was going to be huge and only huge and then apparently yeah. i and then we cut to poor bob ballard so who looks uh, like he's aged 10 years <laughs> since i saw him so so as everyone who listens to our show knows, at the end of every Sequest DSV episode, because originally the show was supposed to actually feature ocean science, Bob Ballard, who is the person who found the Titanic, <laughs> he has to come on this show and say something about the science of the episode. But no science has fucking occurred no, no in this science. episode. Literally no science. So at this point, poor Bob Ballard has to come on and say something. Right. And so what he says is, and I, I wrote it down. I loved it. I paused it so I could write it down. You go. It was very good. He says, although tonight's episode was pure fantasy. Pure fantasy. He said it with dot, such dot, dripping dot, yes. disdain. Yes. Then he goes on to talk about how there is a SETI program, right. basically. Which has nothing to do with the ocean. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. He said Puerto Rico very strange to me. Puerto Rico. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. And I don't know. I sure hope that, that Bob Ballard doesn't have to keep coming on Sequest once they're actually in outer space, but maybe he does. <laughs> he's still there. Just with a big, like, <laughs> yeah. 
just a huge old fashioned, just drinking it. That's and what it's I, low. I would assume that there's like a bottle of Jack Daniels, just off camera. and he's just wh- and he's eventually no, like eventually we're just seeing that. Yeah, exactly. Like it's like twenty episodes down the line from it, here, he's just like it just cuts well, into him going qu- yeah. just quiet for a long time, and then it's like yeah, <sighs> yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know what you... It's like, actually, you know what? It's like Orson Welles. He's like, ah, the French champagne. <laughs> the, the outer space is filled with nebula. It was All, so bad. Where am I? Like, it's, so, it's going to be that. Do you think we cut right to space the next episode, or do you think we're back on the ship for a few, and then season two's all space? Um... Well, that's the thing is that I thought there were a few uh, episodes left of this season, and I don't think they're in yeah. space. So I'm assuming for some reason we're in the ocean again. I bet we see uh, more. But I don't know that guy with the monkeys underwater with the bananas. We'll get more <laughs> of that guy. He's always a God. I hope. Yeah. God, I hope so. Oh, oh man. man! All right. Well, this worked pretty well. well. We'll see how CSV. this mixes together. If this works, we can get. We'll we shot. can do these pretty efficiently. That and was then, not hard. Yeah, soon enough I'm back in Seattle, and then we can uh, uh, continue our uh, remote podcasting the same way. Although it won't matter. Why would it matter if you're in Seattle? It doesn't. It doesn't matter. It's podcasting. It will be remote either well, way. Well, I'm hoping that when I'm closer, there will be just less probable uh, uh, technical difficulties and glitches and such. But that might not be. That's I will what, say I have gigabit there, and I have barely. Nothing oh, here. right, yeah. right, yeah. right. Okay, that probably would be that better. That would help. Well, all right, everybody. Thanks right. for joining Thanks, us everybody. for another episode of the Jeff and Casey Show. Yes. If you love Sequest DSV as much as we do, uh, you can always write to us at podcast Jeff at jeffandcaseyshow.com. And we will, and we will, we will catch you commiserate there. together. Uh, we'll, we'll commiserate together, but separately. And, yes, exactly. And uh, we will catch you next week. Take it easy, right. everybody. Thanks.